An IRA is an investment in your financial future. An exercise routine is an investment in your health. And your brand is an investment in the future of your business. On today's podcast, we discuss how a well-developed brand is worth its weight in gold. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill W. Parmentier Photography. I am Justin with Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials team. team. And Alicia fell asleep on that one again. I Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. But I'm here. <laughs> Marketing here. Essentials. Go Marketing Essentials. <laughs> <laughs> Just coming in late. Yeah, All right. Okay. It's, so. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, this is towards the end of our podcast day when we're doing this podcast. So, you know, it, sometimes that happens. But anyway. Listen. All right. So what are we here to talk about today, Justin? Uh, We're here to talk about branding from the point of view of looking at it as an investment rather than an expense. Um, You know, we've talked in other episodes about marketing and how a lot of clients look at it as an expense that, you know, maybe I could do without. Mm. And Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at your own peril. Well, you know, it's. As a business owner, I understand there's a lot of things that you have to, you know, take on that are expenses. You know, if you have a office space and if you've got equipment and if you've got payroll, I mean, these are those expenses add up quick. I yeah. So you're looking at marketing going, eh, do I really need to do this? So I've talked to a lot of my clients, you know, in regards to the, developing a brand and they oftentimes will look at it the same way and I have to educate them a little bit that, no, this is an investment and here's why it's an investment. So these are some of the things that we're going to talk about today in this episode. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it, shall we? Okay. So what's the first thing that, uh, we're going to talk about as far as branding and the investment in branding? Well, I think we probably should start with getting a big picture of what is a brand and what does it mean to your business? That makes sense. So it's more than just a logo. It's the sum total of the experience that someone has with your product or service. And internally, it's also the total of your company's mission, vision, and values. Okay. So that's a lot of ways all together here. Yeah. Mission, mission, vision, and values. And values. Um, So your brand is the message of your company. It's the mission that you've taken on. It's your why. Okay. Uh, your brand also comes out of your vision, you know, the destination that you selected for your business. Where okay. are you going? And then the values, the things that you put in place as sort of uh, guidelines or guardrails to going forward on your mission towards your vision. See how they kind of work together? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, your brand comes out of that because your brand is how people experience you. So you have a particular mission and vision and values, you operate in a certain way. You project a certain personality. You project uh, a certain um, attitude towards your clientele. And that becomes your brand. So it's not just, I mean, the logo is part of it, certainly part of the visual brand. Sure. But it's just one very small part. I mean, it'd be like if you went into a car dealership and you said, I just want to buy a steering wheel. <laughs> and they're like, well, why? Well, because I've heard that's all I need is a steering wheel. Like, 
Um, well, there's more to it than that. If you're looking to get from point A to point B, you're going to need more than a steering wheel. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So th- that's one of the reasons why the, your brand is an investment because it permeates so much of your organization and not just where it is now, but where it's going to be in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely a worthwhile investment. That's big picture. But what I wanted to talk about specifically is three things. So your brand as an investment, because it's a base for the growth of your company. All right. If you think about, you know, you're just starting out, right. There's a lot of things you have to put in place to get a business off the ground. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Ton of stuff, but making sure that you've got a mission statement, you've got a vision and you've got values developing those things, you know, that's an important part of the foundation of your business. Right? Okay. Should really be part of any business plan. Okay. I agree. Um, Cause not only does it define who your what your company is, but it also defines on where it's going and how you're going to do your marketing and how you're going to present yourself to the public. So think about the brand as a base. All right. Um, now, a $50 logo and some cheap business card is not a brand. You mean it can't go to Vistaprint? I mean, um, <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to call anybody out like that, are we? Sorry. As, you know, Vistaprint, you know, they're, they're quite popular and they do provide uh, inexpensive, you know, printing. But again, you got to think about how you're presenting your brand. Oh, yeah, I agree. Do you want your brand to feel cheap or do you want people to have that perception Right. You hand them a business card that's got a perforation around the edge. Oh, gosh, no. Part of a larger sheet. Do they still sell those? Yes, they do. You can still get them at Staples. Uh, Thankfully, I can't remember the last time I got one of those from somebody, but I'll take your word for it. But you think about it. You you receive a card like that from somebody. It says something about your brand. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like, you know, our cards, which are from another vendor, which have a really nice finish to them. Right. A really nice weight to them. Mm-hmm. And I've had people make comments on your cards, mm-hmm. my cards. Yeah. I've seen people like fondling the cards. Well, yeah, I remember, know, like, I remember us being at a networking event one time and I handed out some of my cards yeah. and you're like, Bill, look, they're all doing this with your right. cards. And you, for those of you who can't see, I'm rubbing my fingers together, but they were right. literally doing that. They were trying to figure out why it was so, it felt the way it yeah. did. So that's perception. Sure, it is. Right? It's a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, we had James Kwan on here not too long ago, and he was talking about building a business and he was talking a little bit about brand. And he says, you know, with the right website, you can look bigger than you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, perception. Absolutely. You know, we were just having a conversation prior to jumping into this episode um, talking about wedding planning. Because um, somebody's getting married. That's right. We haven't talked about that yet. Should we kind of pull you into, spill the beans on this one? Seeing that it's going to be out in April by that uh, point. By the time this comes out, she'll have well, like. I may have. A, I may have gone to Vegas and just. I, I, I think yeah. the beans have already <laughs> been then. spilled by yeah. now, but that's no. okay. Our our very own Alicia is getting married. Ah, thanks, Thank congratulations, Thank congratulations. But yeah. the conversation Sorry. we're having was about, you know, some of the wedding plans mm-hmm. and looking at some of the, the vendor websites and how you can look at the website and you can tell right away, oh, this is going to cost me a fortune. Oh, yeah. Right. Because of the way the website looks. Or do these guys even know what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. Two very different perceptions based off their brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, having come from the wedding photography business, 
Wedding's a big box. And people and obviously Alicia, you're finding that out now as you're looking yes, at stuff. Yes, I am. <laughs> and people's perception of who you are. They already know most brides know they're gonna be spending a decent amount of coin. I should say most brides' fathers know well, they're gonna be spending a decent coin. Now Alicia may be the exception, but <laughs> but anyway, most people let, let's just do a generalization. Most people realize that they're gonna spend some decent money to do right. a wedding upright. And the wedding photography, the wedding field period, I don't care what, what type of vendor service you offer, you need to show yourself as being a top-notch, well-branded, well-oiled machine. Otherwise, you're not going to get the money you're asking for. Right. Yeah. You're not no. going to do it. It's just and a- I think all weddings are expensive these yes. days, but you can definitely see the difference between one venue and the next mm-hmm. based off of how they are positioning themselves with their brand. Mm-hmm. This, in my case, was a particular vendor. And so I I knew some of the pricing going in. I'm not going to name the vendor, but I knew some of the pricing. And let's just say it was not a small price tag for the service I was looking at. (laughs) A lot, a lot of, um, it's a big deal what we're hiring them for, right? You get one shot on this day. And I had been recommended and I went to their website. They don't have a logo. The website is half broken. The photography is... iPhone. And it's my dad by mine. She showed it to us before we started, but yeah. And now I'm like, I don't know if I want to trust these people to do to do a good job. And I'm also frustrated as a consumer because I can't see great, you know, visuals and pictures. And I'm like, do these people even take their business seriously? Because they don't have a pro- they don't have a brand. There's no brand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, having seen what you're talking about, you're absolutely right. There's no presence. Did you even look to see? I, I don't know if we looked at them. I'm, we can always cut this out if need be, but do they have a Facebook page? Is that business? Yeah, and it, there's no brand. There's no Still professional photography. There. There's no logo. It's just very kind of like it looks like someone's, you know, high school kid put it together and they maybe opened up this wedding vending, one wedding service um, like last week. And so that doesn't really make me want to do business with them because sure. to me, there hasn't been an investment in their brand to show that. They're, they're in business. They have like this, an investment in their business through their branding. Like they're, they're dedicated to their business because they've taken the time to have a logo and a proper mm-hmm. working website and whatnot. So, right. So definitely, you know, it pays to start right at the ground level and build a proper brand. You know, it, it, it was interesting how you, how you used a, a solid, I like to think of it as almost like a foundation mm-hmm. when you, when you're building a business. Think of it as a house, you know? If you don't have that good solid foundation of what your brand is before you start getting into everything else, what have you got? Right. I'm actually I have this infograph and I'll share it in the show notes, but it's about lead generation. So a lot of like businesses come to me and they're like, We want lead generation, we want Facebook, we want Google. But if they're branding, we want all the leads. We want all the leads. They're like, they're crazed. They're watering up the mouth. Like, give me the leads. And I'm like, okay, let's take it back a notch here. Take it back a step. And you're looking at their website and you realize very, very quickly that they've, they have not done their homework. They have not started uh, with their strategy and branding. They have no visual mm-hmm. brand. They, their logo looks like it came off Fiverr or, or something like that. And you're just thinking, me in my position, I'm thinking, I'm I'm gonna put these people out to market, and their per, their campaigns are gonna perform very poorly because people are going to quickly realize that there's no, they're not a real, like they, they don't look legitimate, you know, like <laughs> like because you know I have the solar companies contacting me for leads, I have home services like 
construction workers and kitchen designs. And, you know, what are the chances of us doing a Facebook campaign? And someone's like, yeah, this guy looks like he maybe works out of his garage, but I'm going to hire him to do a 40K kitchen remodel. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's one thing. It's work. one thing if you're looking at, like, say, an oil change facility, you might yeah. be able to get away with something a little less polished as far as the branding. Okay, yeah. But if I agree. But if you're talking something that's, uh, you know, going to be high dollar, People want to know that they're getting some value for their dollar. Yeah. And like you said, Justin, the, the, the very first thing people go on is their perception. Yes. That's right. You know, if you, if you walk into a business meeting and you're a lawyer and you walk in with a, uh, a Tommy Bahama shirt and uh, board shorts and flip-flops, mm. I'd say you're not going to get hired probably. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't even think it has to do with high, perception, you know? high service or high price tag items because when you were talking about the business cards before, Justin, I thought of Need Donuts business cards. These things are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They are embossed, gold foil, heavy stock, custom design, graphic. Their logo mm-hmm. has been designed. And so when I go to Need Donuts, I don't mind dropping $4 for a donut. I'm going to get a donut wall for my wedding. But like, <laughs> um, I don't care what I do. I want a donut wall. It'll just be me and Nick at town hall, but I'm getting a donut wall. <laughs> I'm sneaking in there somehow, just yes. so you know. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm going to trust them with my wedding, but I also would go there and pay, you know, three, four bucks for a donut or a croissant yeah. versus, you know, there's this place on Route 1 in Attleboro where you can, it, they're a donut shop, donut shop, but you can also pick up your pack of Marlboro's and your lottery and tickets. Lottery tickets. I know exactly <laughs> you know, what you're talking there's about. There's no branding and you, you don't Is that the one that says lottery on the outside yes. of the building? <laughs> and I would, if they said three, four dollars for a donut, I'd be like, what? Again, it goes back to that perception. Right. I know, I think we're, you know, going down that road of chasing what, what perception is. But I think if you don't have perception, then the next steps don't become any easier. Right. So, right. so the next thing you have on here is direction and focus. Right. So what does that mean? Well, this is, I mean, still talking about, you know, mission, vision, and values. So do you know where your business is going? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I, this is where I suffered uh, a few years ago and you know, I had started the business and I had a, already a decent body of work and I knew I had to put together a website. So I did. And I had my work in there, but it, it wasn't, I wasn't branded, right? I'd, I look like every other penguin standing on the iceberg, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, we've told this story in other uh, episodes of the podcast, but I, it took someone from the outside to say, hey, we've seen your brand and it's kind of generic and nowhere. You know, I mean, the work looks good, but we don't get a sense very, of... Very vanilla. Right. There's yeah. no sense of how you're distinctive from anybody else. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. So, you know, last summer, uh, rebranded and has made a big, big difference in how I'm perceived. But more than that, it going through the process of that made me think about where am I going? Mm-hmm. Right. Where, I, where do I want to be in 10 years? Right. How am I perceived now? How do I want to be perceived and where am I going? So that process forced me to think about those things. And now when I talk to people, I can be very confident about telling them why I do what I do and where I'm going with it. And then they can very quickly decide for themselves, hey, are we a good fit or are we not a good fit? And that's really what you want because you don't want to work with a bunch of non-good fit clients, right? Yeah, nothing yeah. worse than getting into a project and realizing we are not meshing on this project, you know, right. because yeah. you don't have that upfront figuring out what people are, you know, whether you are a good fit with one another. So, right. 
Right, right. You don't want that ambiguity. Yeah, I agree. And I also think like when you can think ahead like that, you're marking yourself <coughs> for who, who, like what and who you want your business to be in the future, not necessarily like, you know, this is where I'm at. I'm just starting out. So I have to work with bottom of the barrel clients or something like that. Um, so, cause you had helped us, Justin, with our branding and that exercise really helped me think about my company in a way that I, I wouldn't have otherwise. And so now when I think about the spark social, we're not a 15 team person right now, but in my mind, that's what we are. And that's what we will be because you've helped us develop. And like, so that, you know, that's beyond like the visuals and stuff. We, we invested in the visuals because we want that to reflect, but you also helped us paint that picture of where we were going. And and now I, I perceive myself like that. And that's the, I hope we attract clients that can see us as, you know, we're not an overnight social media company. We're here to stay. Right. Or you're not, you know, some couple of part-timers, you know, just working out of your house. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Wait a exactly. minute. I work out of my house. Hold on here. But you're not I mean, I do work out of my house sometimes too. Yeah, well, anyway, sorry. I'm just nothing wrong with working out. I, I work out of my house now. sometimes too. Yeah. Okay. But, anyway, so um, I was talking uh, recently with, um, oh, it was, it was a client of mine actually who works in the real estate field. And um, we were going through the branding process. And I said, you know, what's, what's one of your biggest pain points, you know, and we were talking about competition. She goes, really? The, one of the biggest things that bugs me is that there's a lot of people in this field that don't take it seriously. They just kind of do it part-time on the side mm-hmm. and think, you know, get a sale here, get a sale there and, and that'll be fine. And she's like, I'm in this with both feet, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm in this completely and fully. And you could tell, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have worked with her if she wasn't, you know, passionate about what she does and really good at what she does. But I can understand her complaint about, you know, a lot of the people that are around here are just kind of phoning it in, you know, and kind of goes to your point. It's like, hey, we're serious. We know where we want to go. And we're already operating with that in mind. Mm -hmm. Right. This isn't something where this is not a side hustle. Yeah. And I I think a lot of businesses don't ever take that into account. It's not where you are, but where you want to go. And that, that needs to be part of your brand. Absolutely. So the last point, uh, after a base for growth and uh, direction and focus is, uh, an identity for your business. So this, so might- how does that, how does that differ from what we were just talking about as far as, uh, the brand, I just sort of lost my train of thought. It, it, play, oh, it, play, it plays in. I mean, we talked about some of it yeah, um, yeah. previously, but it's, you know, your why. Mm-hmm. Why do you exist? Right. Um, we just did uh, an interview with uh, branding strategists and she said that, you know, she doesn't ask people what they do anymore, but she asks them, you know, how they help people. Mm-hmm. Right. And that goes right to the why. It's like, well, why do you exist? You know? Right, because if if you ask me what I do, I would say something like, "Oh, we're a social media company." But if you ask people, if you ask someone how you help them, then you get more to the core of the why. So it's like, yeah, how do, you, how do you help people? We help small businesses grow with creative marketing on social. So it's more like, I mean, I could, I don't even. My, I think you should. I mean, actually, this is a good question. Should you once you develop like your why? Should you? go back and like continually work on it? Is it something that can change and grow as you 
Or is it just like this one statement? You should get it tattooed <laughs> on your arm. This is my why. Don't ever tell <laughs> it. Well, that, that's an actually a very good question. And I'll answer it like this. I, I Rarely, I think, people's whys change. How they carry that why out might change. Ah, that's very So I've, you know, I happen to know your guys' why because I helped you discover it. And, you know, doing good socially... I don't think is limited to the way you're working right now. Mm. I could see this being applied in other ways and in other areas. So when I work with my clients and we kind of go through this journey, often the why is sort of detached from any particular product or service. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that can grow with them. So uh, just finished working with this, um, mother and daughter team and they've got a wonderful why and they just happen to be working in the travel field right now but i can see where this would easily become something that could go outside of the travel industry and be applied in other areas because it's that strong a why wow Mm. so so what interests me i want to i want to ask you a question justin here on the Mm -hmm. second part of this it says your values are the boundaries for your vision and help you to say no now as a business owner, it's really hard to say no, Be- especially when you're first starting off because you're thinking to yourself, if I say no to this client. Never going to get another client ever. Have, yeah. <laughs> and my family is going to starve to death. Uh, yes. What happens if I say no? <laughs> so scary. And quite frankly, that's a very real thought process in yeah. most of our heads. So what does this mean that your values are the boundaries for your vision and help you to say no? Well... We talked before about, you know, right fit clients Mm -hmm. and um, it's taken me a while to understand this in my own business, but clients that are not a good fit for me actually end up costing me money. Okay. I back that a little bit. So I'm not asking you to call out a client. I'm just saying, I'm saying (laughs) there's uh, this person uh, named Fred. Yeah. No, No, um, (laughs) that damn bill. No, (laughs) No, um, if I take, if I, take on a, a wrong fit client because, you know, I'm thinking I need money in the bank, mm-hmm. of course, which I do. Mm-hmm. Um, they will end up taking up more of my time mm-hmm. than a right fit client because they will question me on everything mm-hmm. or they will ask me to do things that go beyond the scope of the job or they will ghost on me, you know, when I'm waiting for stuff from them mm-hmm. and time is money. Absolutely. So, if, you know, I'm spending all this extra time trying to accommodate them because we're not a good fit. And that time is money. They're costing me money. Okay. And so. they're also sucking up a slot in my schedule that could be filled by a good fit. Well, or possibly two. Or two, <laughs> yes. Can I, can I ask you another question? So I find in my industry, like, because we're creative, we're not as creative as you, Justin, but we still have like some creative <laughs> stuff that goes into what we do. <laughs> Um, well, I'm not a designer. Okay, but that doesn't make you non-creative. I'm so boring on a scale of one to five. That's going to be but. another podcast. Is what is the what's the definition of creative? Yes. If you uh, went to no, just that, kidding. <laughs> but basically, where I was going with that is that when I take on jobs that I didn't really stop to think if it was the right client for me, I sound I find myself procrastinating. I find myself taking twice as long mm. to get the work done because. I didn't say no. And so that cost me money because I don't get through the work. I don't look forward to the work. I drag my feet. Yeah. 
I don't know if that happens to you, but it happens to me. No, I've, I've had that experience too. And again, it, co- it costs you money. Extent. Yeah. It, yeah. So, so what is looking, what is saying no look like? All right. So if you have, N- if you've done, oh. I knew that was coming <laughs> as I, as the words came out of my mouth, I knew, this <clears> is <throat> a softball. Somebody's going to hit it out of the park. But anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> So if you've taken the time, and this is part of your brand, if you've taken the time to develop your values, you have a very clear understanding of what you're about, Mm -hmm. right? And anything that comes along, a project, a client, a a business opportunity that doesn't fit those values, you now have a litmus test to go, does that fit our values? Yes, they do. Great. Let's take this on. No, it doesn't. Let's avoid it like the plague. (laughs) Because... You now have a very, you have those guardrails, you have those uh, boundaries that tell you this is your, this is your path you're on towards your vision. Anything outside of these boundaries is only going to detour you, slow you down. Gotcha. Yes. I love it. That's awesome advice, Justin. If you've got the values and someone says, well, we'd like you to, you know, work with us to do this and this and this, you can simply turn to your values and say, you know what, that really doesn't line up with our values. I really appreciate the opportunity. Why don't I refer you to so and so? Rather than, God, do we need the money? Sure, we'll take that on. <laughs> and it ends and, up being and a nightmare. All, and we've all done it. It's yeah. Just, oh, absolutely. You know, desperate times call for desperate, desperate <laughs> measures, I guess. But ultimately, when you do get to that place where you can pick and choose your clients and go, yeah, this doesn't fit in. Well, here, here's the dirty little secret. You can start picking and choosing pretty early because a bad fit client will cost you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. I get you. I'm just saying, you know, when you get to that point, I guess is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. When you get to that point where you're willing to pick and choose your clients based on the values. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, the next part here is values help build a culture. Sure. A culture. Well, as much as you can use values to externally evaluate opportunities, Mm -hmm. you can also use them as an internal mechanism for making sure that the right people are on the bus in your organization. Mm -hmm. Right. And just like a bad fit client will cost you money, a bad fit partner or employee will cost you. Oh, absolutely. I think they'll cost you more. Yeah. An employee. Probably. I mean, I've never had an employee, so I, I can't really speak to this, but I know, Alicia, you've... You technically have. You have a VA. And, I, you have a contract worker. And, and if that contract worker screwed something majorly up for you, you'd regret it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it would be easier to part ways, I think, with a 1099 contract than a, you know, full-time employee. But yeah, I get your point. Yeah. I I mean, not even based off my own experience, but I went to a talk a few years back and it was on employees Mm -hmm. and morale in the workplace. And there's literally employees. So she put them in three groups. The ones that come to work and add to the add value to your company. And they're just always going to be amazing employees and people. And then you have your your middle group where they come, they do the job. They don't necessarily go above and beyond. They, you know, and we're not saying like people have to work overtime or anything like that, but they're just like giving it just what they need to. And then they go home mm-hmm. and then you have negative employees and they literally will cost your company money based off of morale, culture. They take up other people's time. They're just not, they're less than contributing. They're contributing in ways that will ultimately not let your company grow. And you're better off letting those ones just, just pay them to stay at home. Literally. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Again, back to the values. I mean, if you have a clear set of values, you can, as you're vetting people for hiring, you can say, do they have the same values? You know, can they yeah. line up with these things? You know, and so, 
sometimes they'll self vet, you know, it's yeah. like if you're, if your values have created a culture, you know, a healthy culture inside your organization, someone who's not a right fit w- will not be comfortable there. No, yeah. no, I agree. We ask people, I don't know if this, this is not probably a good example, but we ask people if they, well, maybe we ask people what they do for volunteer work in their spare time, or if they are part of any causes that are near and dear to them. And we get a vibe based off of their answers um, on that one, because social and community work is important to us. The second one, probably not as important, but we ask people if they like dogs. Because yeah, okay. <laughs> we have a co-working space that allows dogs. So yeah, No, I think that's important. I mean, okay, I, right. it's important to you guys. So if it's important to you, then it's important to the culture of your business. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was necessarily be a corporate value, but... Uh, no, it's not a corporate of, value. Part, part no. Well, no, but I think it relates it'll back to... the person that's allergic to dogs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when they look up on the wall and they see a framed portrait of Olive and it says underneath, our president. president yeah. You get the Play idea. of the month, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the first one more so relates back to like doing good socially because if you're out there and you are active or part of a clause, then we know that your your heart is in the right place for, yeah. for the community. I... Uh, um, looking at uh, a lot of these, what do you call it? Uh, job postings, right? And because it's, I'm weird. It's one of the things I do for fun. <laughs> but Okay. <laughs> um, I remember seeing this like 25 years ago and people are still doing it. And I don't know why, but they will list as, you know, as part of the culture, you know, would you like to work in a fast paced, you know, environment and, you know, juggling multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking, no, that sounds like hell. Yeah. Sounds I like agree. a stress induced heart attack. Yeah. But that's, I mean, 99% of the postings out there will have that as part of like, I don't know, the, the culture or the benefits of working there. It's like, I don't know why people would look at that and go, yeah, that's for me. Cause I need more stress in my life. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a deal. <laughs> and it's interesting I think that playing to the fact that people get bored with their jobs and that that's probably what they're trying to very, very badly playing to, yeah. but you know, Oof, that yeah. just doesn't appeal to me at all. Oh, I'm with you. I've read those and go, um, that sounds a lot like work. <laughs> yeah. I think well, I don't listen. I'm all about work, but to, to like list things that are automatically going to add stress to your yeah. life. It's like, uh, just yeah. doesn't well, that, that's what I mean by work. To me, to me, <laughs> when something you enjoy do, what you're doing, and I don't want to use that cliche, you, you, you know, do something you love and you'll ne- never work again. You absolutely will work again. I promise you. But, it just won't seem like but, work. But it doesn't seem as much like work when you're enjoying it. Right. But like, much like you said, if somebody said to me, oh, how would you like to be in a fast-paced environment where you're juggling 16 things at once? No, pass, thanks. Not really. No, I get my own things I'm, I'm juggling with yeah. right now. But anyway, so. Right, sorry, that was a so, bit of an aside, but. You remember working with us on our, our branding, Justin, and we just put out a hiring post and Nicole went back in and she applied some of the voice that we developed with you. And oh, cool. we actually say we're looking for somebody who has an attitude of we're going to rock this shit. In our our job description. And if that doesn't, if that doesn't resonate with you, that is fine. That that is fine. But as long as you went past the, has an attitude and just left it at that. (laughs) It's a total different feel. So a line from it, you should decide now if corny jokes, a bit of cussing and a 24 seven, we're going to rock the shit attitude is right for you before you apply. If that's not right for you, then that's fine. There's another job out there for you. I think that's wonderful. It's, it's, it's authentic. And I think it's really going to help eliminate some of the people that are just looking for a paycheck. Oh, yes. you know? So please send your resumes to Nicole at the spark dot social. 
All right. There you and go. you know what's going to happen? By the time this thing gets posted, this, this podcast gets posted, she'll have hired somebody already. Yeah. No, that's okay. I'm just kidding. But it's, it really speaks to what you're saying, Justin. And it just happened to be good timing that um, we are, you know, we did revamp our job description. Because I did it the first time around. I was like really boring. I was like, we're looking for a digital marketer. <laughs> Fast-paced environment. <laughs> And that was me. And Nicole's like, Nicole took it and she, she brought our, she reminded me to bring our voice back into it. And that's, that's a big good deal. for her. Yeah. She brought it back. Revived cool. it. So All right. I think we hit on every one of your topic points. Thank you. Yes. So summarize real quick, Justin. For us. Uh, so your brand is a worthwhile investment because it's a base for growth for your business. It will help set the direction and focus for your business. And it's an identity for your business. It will help form that strong culture that people will want to be a part of or not be a part of, but right fit is important. So the best time to start doing this was last year. I was going to say yesterday. And the second time, second best time to start right now. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing with us today. Absolutely. And uh, with that, we've come to the end of another podcast episode. So we'll see you next time. <laughs> Are you trying to put people to sleep? You, you I'm sorry. Just, no, I had a frog in my throat. Oh, okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was like you went really soft. No, it was, like, it sounds it was, like Delilah. That was, <laughs> that was me trying to keep from coughing. Oh, so. oh okay. All right. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Love you all. Bye. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.